Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. We are here with the post game. We're starting off the road trip well, Isaac. Yeah, man, I think we uh, both thought the Grizzlies would get this win tonight, and uh, we were correct. Uh, the Grizzlies get the win 126-115, beat the Bulls for the second time in a week. Uh, Zach Levine uh, and Sadoreski were out for tonight. Uh, Zach Levine out for a health and safety protocol. Sadoreski out with illness not related due to COVID, uh, according to reports. So uh, Grizz were able to uh, get a win. I think this was a game I thought the Grizz would win even if Levine was playing, but definitely with him being out, I thought they'd get a win. Got, got, got away from themselves a little bit, I think, in that first half. The Bulls were kind of flooding the paint, uh, and, and the Grizzlies kind of saw some openings there from three and, and, and took a lot of three-pointers in the first half. I think they kind of made some adjustments in the second half and, and took better threes in, in the second half and, and played really well. A big third quarter from Dylan Brooks, and they just kind of kind of ran away and hit and, and were able to pull this out double digits, 126-115. So, Nice way to start off this road trip. Uh, and again, we talked about this last night, getting off to a good start, and, and they were able to do that tonight. Yep. These were games like this or games that you got to win if you want to uh, to stay in this playoff hunt. Big game from from Dylan tonight. This is uh, one of those beautiful box scores that we talk about. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody that played any minutes at all scored at least six points. Team rebounding, JV didn't. He, his double-double streak breaks. He had seven rebounds tonight, but Ja had seven. JV had yeah. seven. Kyle Anderson had 11, and everybody else had two or three. You know, just a, a great job overall rebounding the basketball. You know what JV can do and what he brings to the table, but this just shows you that, you know, you don't have to have him grabbing 14, 15, 16 rebounds a night for them to be effective. One thing that, that I've noticed in games, if you watch teams that – James Harden and Russell Westbrook, some of these guards that are good rebounding guards, you watch these games, there's a lot of times that their big men will back off of a rebound and let them grab it so they can start the run. And JV doesn't do that a whole lot with Ja. You know, I, <laughs> JV, you know, he... I, no, he I, wants his rebounds. Yeah, you know, like he, he's going up there. Even if it's just him and Ja, he's, he's go, going to yeah. get that board. And so <laughs> I, I think that... If he gets to the point where he's kind of letting Ja grab him so he can get out and run, you may see Morant's numbers kind of uh, climbing up. I, I was I was looking to pull it up before we got started here, and I actually didn't get it done because I was sidetracked. But I would almost guarantee that you see Morant's rebound numbers go up by two or three per game if if it comes to the point where JV is letting him grab the ball off the rim and run with it. Yeah, I, I I I totally think so, and I total team effort tonight. Uh, like you talk about, you look at this box score, just man, guys just contributing all over the place. Big night for the bench. Um, again, I was really impressed with Tilly. Um, anytime he gets significant minutes, he does some some good things out there. Uh, Twenty three minutes tonight, with six points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, uh, knocked out a couple threes, had a big hustle play. Man, he gets down on the floor. Man, he makes those plays. He 
he likes to mix it up inside. I mean, he he comes out there and he plays hard. And every time he finds himself in a position where he gets significant minutes, man, he plays really well. And again, I still think that he's going to be a, a, a role player for this team going forward. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that just kind of wash out like you kind of see with these two-way guys that we see at times. I think he's going to be a guy that sticks. And again, I, I like his energy. I like what he brings to the table. And again, man, he can stretch the full a little bit. I mean, he struggled from three. Uh, but that's going to happen when you have inconsistent minutes. But, again, knocked down two tonight, and I really like what I saw of him. Yeah, I, I like the 40 attempts. I, I think that that is a good number. When the Grizzlies get below that, I just I don't feel like they're shooting the three enough. And the game, the way that they're playing the game right now, I think that you have to shoot threes. And they have guys that are on this. You, you look at it tonight, you have – three, four, five, six, seven guys that made three. And out of those oh, eight guys that made a three, out of those eight guys, six of them made more than one. So you have multiple guys on this team that can shoot to three and make more than one a game pretty consistently. Let them shoot it. With the, yeah. the, the pace of the game and the way everybody – you're going to be so far behind. We've talked about this in previous shows. It takes two twos to make up for one three – let it fly, man. I, I like seeing them get to that 40 attempts and they have to be good attempts. You know, you, you don't just want to come across half court and start checking yeah. them from the logo. It's kind of what, what we saw, kind of what we saw in the first half. I think they yeah. shot, took some bad ones in the first half. I, I think a little bit of that was how the bulls were regarding them, but I think they only had, they only had 16 points in the paint uh, in, in the first half. And they had 16 total in the third quarter and 14 in the, in the fourth. So end up the second half with 30. So they kind of got a little way away from themselves. But like you said, in, in this era of basketball, man, you got to knock down three-pointers. It's it's hard to win. The, the, the way the Grizz used to win with, with grit and grind, that that's not going to work in, in a modern era. I mean, it was getting away from that then, and it's really gotten away from it now. But, they, I mean, they've been one of the best three-point shooting teams in, in the league in the month of April. Um, and like you said, man, let it fly. 17 of 40 tonight for 42.5%. Um, and that's what you like to see. I mean, multiple guys. Uh, putting up putting up three pointers, and I mean you got let's see one, two, three, uh, four, five. It's like you have about five, five, six guys uh, that that made more than one three pointer tonight, and that's again, I mean that's kind of what's what you want to see from this team, and it, it seems like it's contagious. Uh, with the DB uh, four of seven tonight, uh, Grayson Allen three of seven, and and you see Tyus. I like I like when Tyus comes out with confidence and pulls up for three, and he was confident tonight, man. He got it cooking a little bit, got hot there. I think that was the third quarter, man. And he's fun, fun to watch. Seven assists tonight, no turnovers. Uh, a big game for him, and he's been fantastic of late. Yeah, always takes always takes care of the ball, man. Every time he just not that he doesn't make mistakes, it happens, but it, it's pretty rare. And I, he does not have multiple turnover games. You just. I'd have to go back through the box scores account, but I would I would guarantee you that it's going to be less than a handful of multiple turnover games throughout the season because he is just very smart with the basketball and he makes the right passes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I totally trust him when he's in the game. I mean, you, like you said, there are times where he, he he will turn the ball over, but it's rare. I mean, he usually makes the right decision, and just like John, I mean, he make some great passes and put guys in great position to score. Uh, I mean, I, he's one of the best backup point guards in the league. I mean, he go he goes through his struggles. He has some games where, where especially offensively, where he doesn't score. But usually he, he takes care of the basketball. I forgot they put out some stat that he's at like 40 assists and only three turnovers uh, it, over the last 
or maybe in this month. I can't remember what the time frame was, but it, it was a remarkable number. I know Petey threw that out on the broadcast, and, and he's really taking care of the basketball. And I thought about tonight how people kind of, when they signed that contract, you kind of looked at his numbers from Minnesota, and people were kind of scratching their head, but why would they pay him like that? And, and now I think think that's a fantastic contract because he's done a fantastic job. And, again, I think he's one of the best backup point guards in the league. And, I mean, he does his job. I mean, I, I like guys that come in off the bench, do the job at 10 points, man, the seven assists tonight, two steals, I man, knock down two threes, uh, four or seven from the floor, uh, really, really efficient and, and just played a fantastic game tonight. Yeah. Speaking of efficiency, Dylan Brooks, 12, Dylan Brooks can't talk tonight. I apologize. 12, 19 in the field, <laughs> 63%, 32 points season high. He was four shy of his career high, but I'm going to bash him just a tad. You know, he had a good game. I'm going to bash him just a tad. We were gassing this dude up. Yeah, I was thinking about the the same thing. About how he is not making these stupid fouls and he's doing (laughs) good. And then two of them tonight. I'm like, oh, the one at the end of the half on Cody White. I'm just brutal, man. That that was (laughs) like, what are you doing? And then he had one. Was it at the end of the third when he got that second one? There was another one that yeah. he, it was just kind of a, a cheap foul. They were in the bonus. I think it was the end of third. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just that. like, oh, here, here we are. We're gassing you up, and then you turn around the very next game, and and you have two crazy fouls. It, it's uh, it still didn't cost him any minutes. He played the game. I, I didn't. Know. What's his minutes total here? Uh, he, he played is, 29. Yeah, almost 30 minutes. So did didn't affect his playing time really. But, you know, it's just coming back, smacking us in the face. Yeah, gas him up. He's doing great. And then next game, the stuff that you were talking about, he turns around and and does it anyway. So the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah, he he ended up with five, but he stayed stayed in the game, didn't foul out, and was able to play, uh, like you said, 29 minutes. So it didn't affect him. But, yeah, man, too bad was the one on Kobe White there. I can't remember the end of the end of the quarter. They were in in the bonus, and it was his fourth foul, man. I was like, that's a brutal one. You can't can't take that one. But uh, looking down down the box score, nineteen of twenty four from the free throw line for seventy nine percent. So so good there. They've struggled a while, struggled some in, in some few some games of late from the free throw line. Did pretty good there tonight. Uh, see, thirty three assists got to the magic number of thirty, man. They they don't lose many games when when they get to thirty. So thirty three assists tonight. Uh, only six turnovers. I mean, the game's so a really, really clean game for him. Uh, 26, they outscored the Bulls by 23 points in fast break points. Uh, big number there. And uh, another game where they lose the battle of the points in the paint. Bulls with 52, Grizzlies with 46. Uh, but I think that goes back to the three-point shooting. Grizz knocked down 17 tonight. And, and when you knock down 17 threes, you don't have to score all those floaters and score all those points in the paint. Yeah, yeah. they out, they outshot them from the, the three-point line. They made four more threes. That's a 12-point deficit, so, you know, that kind of makes up for the the difference in the paint. It's, uh, they're just, you you have to adapt to the times, the the way that the the game is changing, and that's something that I've wondered, and multiple times this season, if they're going to be able to do that, are they going to actually just shoot the three, just get out there, you get it, you got a good look, let it go. And Grayson is not afraid to shoot it. It seems like he may be kind of the fire starter per se. When he's in, when he's in the game, if he's got a good look, he's going to shoot it. 
And it seems like everybody else just kind of falls in line with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. That's what I'm saying. I, I kind of kind of alluded to that earlier. When he's aggressive, it seems like everybody gets is aggressive from three. When he's knocking them down, I think guys see that I I can pull two, I can pull three too. Desmond Bain got involved tonight. He's uh two or three. You still want to see him shoot more than that. I mean, because you see how efficient he is. It's usually two or three, three or four every night, man. You, you didn't want to see him get up eight, nine. Like I, I he has, he would have a green light every time he's out there. Uh, if I'm Coach Deacon, I mean, if you got a good look. Taken, man. He has one of the prettiest shots that I've ever seen. I think I tweeted out earlier in the game that I could watch his three-point shot on the time loop for eternity. It's just beautiful the way it. His shot today have a certain way of going in the way that when the net split when he shoots threes. I just love it. Uh, it's just a beautiful pull-up jump shot when when he knocks those down. But uh, again, I, I I still would like to see him shoot more. But he's been super efficient. He struggled a little bit when he came back from uh, his grandmother's funeral. He struggled a little bit, but he's right all the way back on track now. And he knocks him down when he shoots him. You just like. Wish he shoot a few more, but 24th game of the season with the Grizzlies uh, got six, six more, six or more guys in double figures. And I mean, again, when you see that, these are usually what their winning box scores look like. I mean, they had another game like that against Dallas. Unfortunately, they couldn't couldn't pull it out. But uh, again, man, to, to start off this road trip, I feel like this is one that they had to have, and and they took care of business. It was a little dicey early, uh, tied after the first, tied at halftime, uh, but the Grizzlies were able to. Bulls came out and got, I think, a nine-point lead in the third quarter, and from then on, Grizzlies reared back and, and never looked back and got a got a big win tonight. But man, uh, traveling to Milwaukee tomorrow night, it's gonna be a gonna be a tough one. Uh, played a close one against Milwaukee back on March March the fourth, one twelve, one eleven at FedEx Forum game where the Grizzlies had an opportunity to to get a big win. The Bucks are an eight and a half point favorite tomorrow night. Was hoping we could possibly miss Giannis Antetokounmpo, but. He was back, played, I think, 25 minutes against the Hawkers tonight. So I, I would suspect that he'll be in the lineup tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't see – with him coming off of a rest day, I don't see any way that he sets that game out. And, and unless and was, he kind of – if he re-aggravated that injury playing, it's not – they're they're, they're going to be safe. They want him yeah. healthy for the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be overly cautious. Like, he's probably not playing back-to-backs for a week or so, maybe two, but that there's no reason for him to set out in this game against the Grizzlies. It's, it's not a back-to-back. They're coming off of a rest day. I, I think that he plays. Still think the Grizzlies can win this game. They played with them. Like I said, March 4th came down to the wire. They had a chance to win the game, and Drew Holiday came down and just hit him with a dagger, and – they were again one shot, just like the Lucas shot. They were one one yeah. defensive stop away from beating a, a good team. Same thing with Denver. Uh, just get just one one stop away, man, and a really close game. And and that's the thing. This team has a tendency to step up when they when they play against the better teams in the league. Um, and this team has been playing well on the road. This was five of six away from FedEx Forum that they won. So I, I don't ever go into a game really thinking that this team has no chance of winning. I mean, there's some tough ones. Like, we kind of talked about that Denver game at the end of this road trip, and it's a back-to-back after playing two tough Portland games. That was one that you might look at and say it's a schedule loss. But on a normal circumstances, I think this team on any given night can can, can win a game. They have that much talent, the, the depth that we talked about, and, and they can surprise some teams uh, sometimes. And, and, again, that could be tomorrow night uh, because, again, this team has played – Really well on the road, and on the other side of the coin, talking about Giannis. Um, a week ago, they said, or two weeks ago, they said Justice Winslow. A week and a half ago, Justice Winslow 
We'll be back by the end of the week. Uh, this is the last game of this week. Will we see Justice Winslow tomorrow night? <laughs> if not, they were lying to us, man. That's uh, <laughs> I guess you know Jenkins heard me and he wanted us to podcast tonight because I said that if I <laughs> if I turn on my TV and he's playing, I'm just shutting it off and I'm done. Yeah. So he's like, ah, let's let's keep Hootball Grizz going. We're we're gonna keep him around. Now I've man just. We, we, we beat this like a dead horse talking about the injuries and what they're doing. Yeah. Who knows? I'm just going to to tune in, and if he plays great, if not, it's not even going to be a surprise to me. I just – I know what they said, and he's going to be back by the end of the week, but I don't expect him to play tomorrow. I, I think I, that it's going to be – I think it's going to end up being the, the Denver game before he uh, before he comes back. Yeah, I agree. I, I I got a feeling that he doesn't play tomorrow night either. But it would be a nice game to have him. Uh, I think the way you kind of look at some of the matchups of the game with Milton and Antetokounmpo, he's a guy that you you'd like to have out there uh, against these Bucks Bucks teams. But I'd be surprised if he plays as well. I'm um, thinking maybe there's a lot of thinking that if he plays, they with the back to back, they they felt like that was a game where they could win the night without him. The Bucks game is tougher, and they'd like to have him in, but. I'm skeptical. I mean, we talk so much that these targeted dates are weird. Like, and, and it seemed like when they talked about him, um, and they made the statement that they had like a targeted date in mind. And when a guy's ready to play, let him play. Don't say, oh, well, he's going to be back April 15th or April 17th or whatever the date is. Just throwing dates out there. Don't have a targeted date, but just whenever it happens, it happens. It seems like they just have a plan in mind of when a guy is ready. It's not like, boom, that automatically your body's ready and it wasn't ready last night or. Something like that, like that is just weird, but I mean that's again that's just what we're dealing with, and that's how they handle it. And I, and I think maybe that's the same thing going on with Jaron Jackson. Maybe this whole time when they said the end of April, they literally meant the end of April, and it wasn't ever going to be any sooner than that. Yeah, I want to go back to the game a little bit. There was a lineup that Jenkins had out there, and it's obviously injury related. You know, this like yeah. everybody's healthy. <laughs> I know where yeah, you're it's going. not. It's not going to be out there, but the. The JV Bain, Tyus, Tilly, yeah. Conchar. Conchar, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I got up to get something to drink, and I came back, and I'm like, what is <laughs> this? Couldn't believe it. It, it was uh, – I, I don't even know what to call it. I, I was really surprised. It almost feels like he made some changes in the rotation with when he put JV back on the floor right there with those guys. That doesn't seem – I was trying to remember back and it's tough sometimes because, you know, we, we've got so many games here every other day and they're playing yeah. back to backs, but I, I don't remember them ever having JV out on the floor with the second unit like that. Yeah. It, it was surprising. Uh, Cause I guess when I, I saw it, I was like, does he usually play with the second unit? I can't remember. Like he's like, you said it's so many games, but I don't remember him playing, playing with the second unit, but that was definitely a weird one. It is, it's weird. And you think even with the injuries and it, it is not, bragging on these guys or anything, but you think with, with Tilly and Contra, you kind of try to stagger that minutes, but it just seems like they're always on the floor at the same time. It seems like you kind of mix and match it or kind of switch some things up, but like I said, he usually sticks to a, a rotation and when guys are out, he plays those other guys the same in the same rotation that he would play if they were healthy and, and that's just kind of what he does. He doesn't really switch anything up where he changes up where these guys play with these guys. You usually know who's going to be on the floor with who with this team. It's not a lot of mixing and matching going on with this team, even when guys are out. Yeah. You know, you got to, 
Tilly and, and Concha are both bring great energy to the floor when they're out there. Yeah, oh, no doubt. You, you spoke on Tilly, you know, get, getting, yeah. getting down and dirty, getting after the ball. and, and you know, trying a good game tonight, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, those guys. So th- there can definitely be a time when, when both of those guys are on the floor that you see a little bit of a stall. But I think overall, Tilly doesn't bother me being out there because of the upside. And, yeah. again, developmental season, I – so sick of saying that, but you know, <laughs> let, let, let him play. Let's see what he's got. He, he's got the shot. He showed that off a little bit tonight. And I think we'll see more of that going forward whenever he does get the opportunity to play, but I, I've got no issue. As long as they're not just getting snowballed out there, let it ride. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, especially in the situation they're in is I mean, you're almost out of necessity. They're going to have to play at some point. And again, I mean, they both played well tonight. Uh, you just think long term, however long, if this goes on for multiple games like it has, you think you try to stagger them a little bit. But tonight, I mean, they played, played really well. Uh, just got to check in around the NBA here. The Knicks uh, are up four at Dallas at halftime. That's kind of one to watch Grizzlies with a Dallas loss would move back into a game and a half of seven uh, behind Dallas Pelicans fall again tonight, one seventeen, one fifteen in overtime in Washington, a game where Pelicans seem to have control. I think they were up five with two minutes to go in regulation and end up going to overtime and dropping that one. So the Grizzlies move a full four games ahead of them. Um, and I think that's a, a, another big reason why this was a big win for the Grizzlies because I mean, if, if they can step off the Pelicans, I think they're pretty safe for the play. I mean, I think, I think right now Sacramento is probably out of it. I think it's, it's, 11 teams for 10 spots right now, and I think the Pels are the only team that could really spoil this for one of the teams that are currently uh, in, in, in the top nine right now. Uh, so, I mean, you just got to kind of look at it. I mean, what – and you, I mean, and you look at this box score, 42 minutes for Ingram, 34 points, Zion with 21 points. I mean, uh, I mean, they have guys got guys playing well, and you have your two, two stars going big, and you still drop games. I mean, they just can't guard anybody, and that, that's the – the big thing with them offensively, they're fine, but they, they can't guard anybody. And, that, and that's weird when you have a Stan Van Gundy coach team. I, I thought this team would be better than that going into the season. And you talk to some of their fans and they're like, oh, well, we're we're in a rebuild just like you guys. And we've talked about this before. That team didn't go into the season looking to be a rebuild. I know they traded Drew Holiday and I, I know they unloaded uh, some guys at the deadline, uh, J.J. Redick and everything. But that going into the season, this team – Especially after last year, this team thought for sure they were going to be a playoff team. And you got stars like Zion Wilson, you got Brandon Ingram, you're on TV every night. This team wasn't expected to be 10 to 11 in the West. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. That's a big surprise for me. Uh, two way player, Najee Marshall, man. Yeah, uh, man, 16, 11, 16 points, six, 11, six, yeah. six assists, yeah. And it's it, it just makes me wonder. Are they going to convert this guy to a uh, to a full time contract? Are they going to keep him on that two way? And I think this season, because of COVID, they kind of changed the game limits and stuff like that. But I think that he's too good of a player to stay on a two way going into next season. Because I would imagine that the the rules are probably going to go back pretty similar to what they are now, or, or what they were previously before yeah. COVID than what they are this season. I don't think we have another season where they get extended COVID minutes. We could possibly still be dealing with it, but it, it it's not obviously not completely behind us. Vaccines are getting out. There's things. It's getting more and more back to normal. And so I, I feel like 
having a guy like that with that much talent down in the G League, is he going to stick around? Or is he going to be like, all right, let's test the market. Let's see what I can get in free agency. You guys didn't believe in me. I think that's a lot of talent there that they are, they're passing up. And he showed tonight what, what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, he played, played 33 minutes. I think he was third on the team in, in minutes. So a big game, big game for him. I, I definitely think that they have to take him off their two-way. Because if not, I, I, don't, I don't see him back there. Because, I mean, he's shown uh, that, that he can play in this league. And, and to have a guy like that, in the G League, I, th- I think would be a mistake. So I think they definitely, definitely need to, to convert that to a to a regular deal. Uh, but man, it's just you just got to look at these standings, and it. I feel good about where the Grizzlies are. Uh, I mean, especially like I said, if they can win two or three more games on this road trip, I think it's going to be really hard for the Pelicans or for anybody to catch them. And again, I, I mean, I, I still look at that situation at six and seven. I, I think Portland Grizzlies with three games left against the Blazers. If you could find a way to win two of those games, it could get real interesting down the stretch. And maybe Dallas isn't a team you're chasing. Maybe they jump up to six. We talked about this last night. And maybe Portland is a team that drops down and maybe something happens there. Because, I mean, if you can get up to that, that seven seed, I mean, that changes changes things in a big way. Yeah. Now, San Antonio almost helped the Grizzlies out tonight. They were uh, – Yeah. They took Portland to the limit. It was that without Dame. Dame set out tonight. But that, that would have been huge for the Grizzlies had San Antonio won that game. That That's – still goes back to the freaking Mavs game, man. They If they win that game, man. they're in so much better shape. They If they win the Mavs game – and that you know, like you said, the Mavs are down right now at the half. It's still a lot of basketball to play. But if, if they win that Mavs game, it, it completely changes the scenery. They have a shot, I think, to get to the six seed. But losing that the Mavs game, I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of work. They're going to have to play great basketball in order to get up to that six seed. I'd love to say that they got them in it. Got that. Jeez, Louise, got it in them, but, but I don't know if they do or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, if what you look looking at this road trip now, if they do something remarkable and went like go like four and three or something, five and two, and do something crazy, I think they'd have a shot because you look at the schedule down the stretch, and I think it sets up well. Uh, but and you go back to that Mavs game would have been big because you win that one. They have another game left um, in FedEx form against the Mavs. So you could have took two from the Mavs, and that would have been huge. I think that would have kind of put the Mavs by the eight ball and, and gave the Grizz a great chance to to get ahead of them. But this road trip is the big thing. Uh, what, what happens on this road trip? I think at the end of this road trip, we'll know a lot more about possibly where this team is going to finish because I think at that point you think you're getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back, you work him back in, so you think they'll be playing pretty well. And, and you look at the rest of the schedule uh, after this road trip. I mean, you have the game with Portland coming up after the road trip, and then you have – home to the Magic, um, and then you're at the Magic. Those are two games where, where you, even though the Magic have, even though they've thinned out um, and, and, and kind of bottomed out a little bit, they've still been winning games and been competitive. But you look at those two games, those are two games you look at that you think you could possibly win, and then you got a lot of home games. you got the Knicks, you're at the Timberwolves, at the Pistons, at the Raptors, home to the Pelicans, and you to the Mavericks, two games with the Kings, and you finish with the Warriors. Um, it does a lot of winnable games there. Um, I, I think there is, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think after this road trip, I think they could go on a little bit of a run, especially if you can get Jaron going and Winslow back with this team and everybody healthy. I think they can go on a bit of a run. So you gotta you go back to that Mavericks game, man. That's just a tough one, man. They had it on the home floor and man, just just let it slip. 
And speaking of that game, I, I think those two free throws might have gotten in Grayson's head and missed a couple more tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, very unca- It's It's so weird to me, man. And I know th- this game, there's a mental aspect to it, and that's Sharon Brown. She wrote a, a piece for Basketball News about LaMarcus Aldridge and yeah, you know him retiring. Day. And I went through, I read the story, and I saw that, you know, saw – uh, Aldridge announced his retirement, but I didn't really know much about the, you know, what he was diagnosed with and what kind of led to it. And then Sharon kind of shared a personal experience in her article. And it's like, holy crap, man, can you imagine what it took for him to not just be completely stressed out going out there night in and night out? He, he's been dealing with this since 2007. So for, you know, 14 years, He's been dealing with this, and at any given moment, he could be out there in the middle of the game and and basically just pass out. And yeah, it, it's a uh, lot, lot of mental out there too, as well. You know, obviously you have to have the physical skills to get out there, but you know, it's very well even just in pro sports in general. You you look at you know some of the kickers that were great kickers and got into a pressure situation and it broke them. It's that there's a, a level of mental toughness that you have to have dealing with the public and the scrutiny that you're going to get. Look at what Grayson Allen deals with. He had the trouble in college. Uh, you know, he got the, the label of a dirty player, tripping players, stuff like that. And that still comes back. People are yeah. still like people still legitimately hate that dude. Yeah, I heard uh, someone. College. Some, yeah, someone said it was talking about they were watching the Bulls. Uh, I can't remember who it was on Twitter tonight. Said they were watching the Bulls broadcast and they said they were just killing him. Talking about his his antics and, and how dirty he was. I'm like, he hasn't done anything tonight or that I saw that was dirty or anything. People, he he can't shake that label. Uh, no, no matter what he does. I mean, I'm stuff with with. Uh, trade in Atlanta, I mean, it wasn't anything, but but with it being Grayson Allen, any kind of situation like that gets magnified like he's really this dirty guy. And again, he hasn't been that. But like you said, I mean, there's definitely a, a middle aspect uh, to it. And, and I can't even imagine. You just never know what a guy go is going through. Uh, speaking of LaMarcus Aldridge, you saw Chris Bosh retire because of a heart issue. I mean, I can't imagine going out there with, like you said, with the thought that any minute that something could happen, you could have a heart attack or pass out or, or anything to, to keep going out there and playing at, at the level that you have to be at to be an NBA athlete, that that's pretty remarkable. So, I mean, shout out to, to L.A. Man, a fantastic career uh, out of Texas. I, mean, I wasn't always the guy that I, I liked, kind of a rivalry at Portland, going back to the grit and grind days. But, I mean, a tremendous career. And shout out to him for persevering through that, man, because, again, people never know what a, what a guy's going through. And, again, this, this game is definitely mental. Um, and when you go to free, talk about free throw shooting, it's very similar to to a field goal kicker. I mean, you've seen yeah. guys, fantastic kicker their entire career, and then have a bad missed kick in the playoffs or something. They're just never the same again. It's called get the yips, and it's just a mental thing, mm-hmm. and you can't break it. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. And it's it's crazy. Free throws, when you're at the free throw line, that's when it's just you. It's Your, your teammates don't matter at that point. And if you're the field goal kicker, your teammates do matter a little bit. They got a block for you. But, you know, it, it's your job to just, you know, be yeah. a crew. And th- there's a lot to it, especially in a high-pressure situation like yeah, that Mavericks man. game. But, you know, tonight there wasn't a ton of pressure on him to make those free throws. He just missed. 
I hope that we don't see that going forward. I hope that it's just kind of a fluke thing. He hits a, a tough little streak here and then gets back on track. I think that you're going to need him to knock down his free throws for the Grizz to, uh, to be successful moving forward. Yeah, because it definitely had to affect his, his three-point shooting because he's still knocking it down from out there. But like you said, when you're you're at the line, it's just it's just you. Um, you just kind of kind of tune everything out. It's just again, just like kicking in the NFL. I mean, I I don't envy those guys at all. I mean, you you have all these guys out there. Uh, I know we get off subject a little bit, but you have all these guys out there beating themselves up all game, and then it comes down to you making a field goal kick. That's a lot of pressure, man. Especially when you're in the playoffs and did you make this kick? It's a make or miss, win or lose type situation, and kickers are in those situations all the time, and that's a lot of pressure, man. I, I look at some of those kicks, and I'm like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be that guy right now. Yeah, yep, I agree completely. I'm gonna go back. Uh, Dylan Brooks post game interview with uh, Rob Fisher. He made this comment. It said, he said, it doesn't matter who's on the floor, who's playing, who's in front of us. We've got to take care of our business. And I feel like that is just a mindset for the team. I, I don't know. You know, he didn't specifically say he's, I'm speaking for everybody on the team, but we've heard him talk about this and other guys kind of, you know, in, in this manner, talking about it moving forward. I think they've got to have that mentality for, for the rest of the games. You were looking at the, the games in May, and there's not a game when you turn the calendar over to May, there's not a single game that you look at. Okay, maybe there's one, but out of their final – was that 10 games? They played 10 in May. Out of their last 10 games, there's only maybe one that you're looking at. It's like, mm, man, I'm not sure if they can win that one. And that's the Pelicans because for whatever man, they, reason. They better win that game, man. It, <laughs> I'm looking at but, They got to win that game. I can't lose to the Pelicans again. <laughs> I, I'm with you. <laughs> but it, it, they have been the unicorn, man. man. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I do not understand it. The Pelicans will play other teams. And at Washington tonight, couldn't close yeah, the game weird, out. Man. And then they get to the Grizzlies, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to turn it on and kick just the crap up, out of yeah, it. Yeah, just put up 140, man. Just, I mean, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I just go back to Kobe. I mean, I remember Nico Melli just coming into FedEx Forum and just killing us, and he hadn't done anything since. I mean, it's just it's weird how they – some teams just have certain teams' numbers. And, I mean, I, I saw that. I mean, Zion Williamson and J.J. Redick on the podcast is – Clowning the grids, talking about how easy their defense is to read. I mean, they got they got to beat these. I know Reddick is not there anymore, but they got to beat these guys. I've been looking at that game ever since that last one. I was like, man, we're finally gonna get them this time. There's no way. Law of averages is gonna have to have to even out here at some point. We we're gonna beat this team. You see what they do against other teams. We just gotta get in get, get in the film work and figure out what they can can do to beat this team because other teams find it out. I mean, they struggle against really bad teams. I um, mean, lose a lot of times, and get blown out by bad teams. So. I don't know what it is, but again, like we said, sometimes teams just have your number, and they've certainly had that for, for multiple years now, even longer than that, even going back to uh, when they were the Hornets. I mean, the Grizzlies have always struggled with that team. Even going back to Chris Paul, when Chris Paul was there, they've struggled with that team for years, and I don't know what it is. It's weird. I've gone down to New Orleans several times, man, when a sad drive back to Memphis after a loss down there at the Smoothie King Center. Yeah, you know, I've got bad news for you, though, man. The Grizzlies – have not won a game that I've been at this year, <laughs> and I'm gonna be at that, I'm gonna be at that game. So, may, I you know, fingers crossed we uh, we can break that streak. That's the next game I'm gonna be able to make it to. <laughs> and uh, and then they they've not they've been close. They've been in the games, just couldn't win. And 
I, I really hope that that changes whenever I get to that game because I'm sick of watching them lose to the Pelicans. <laughs> Definitely. Shout out to Sane, though, man. Uh, two road games at Atlanta, at Chicago. He was there, he was there tonight. Uh, he got the win in both of those games. So shout out to, shout out to Shane. Uh, Sane going on these road games and then, and then winning. But uh, yeah, man. I hope he got some pizza while he was in Chicago, man. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I saw it on Facebook. He got some big pizza today. Yeah, I saw that. that All right, good, good. Gotta get pizza. If you go to Chicago and you don't eat pizza, man, (laughs) you're not even American. Yeah, man, it's a good. There's a couple places there. Uno's is a really good place, and I think it's Portillo's. They have pizza and hot dogs, but it's good stuff. Italian beef. It's good, really good food up there in Chicago, man. I got to get back up there once. Once everything is, is opens up and normal is normal again, but uh, yeah, man. Hey, we we can make a, a road trip and and watch a game at sure. the United Center, man. I, I'd sure. definitely be down for that. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Do you got anything else before we go, man? No, man. Um, just again, man. Grizzlies now won five of their last six uh, away from FedEx Forum, man. Big game tomorrow night. Uh, if you could get start this road trip out two and zero, I think that bodes really well, man. So let's keep it going. Hopefully. We see Justice Winslow back. If not, like you said, they lied to us. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play. But I, I'd like to see him in uniform tomorrow night because they're going to need all hands on deck defensively against the Bucks. And yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, de- definitely missing uh, Melton and Winslow. And this is a great game for those guys to come back. I would love to see Jaron come back. We're we're getting close. We're this is past the middle part of the month. We're we're entering the end of the month now. So may- maybe Jaron comes back tomorrow get Jaron and justice for the same game that helps defensively a ton. I think Jaron will have a little problems when he first comes back just with uh, getting in. Oh yeah. Straight. But uh, still re- ready for it. Any day now, Jaron, you can come back. Hopefully justice is back for this game. You can get the show on Twitter at hootball Grizz. I'm at D will two one, one, one. Isaac's going to tell you where you can find him and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore rivals. Again, always on there talking Grizz. Um, and a big win tonight, man. I'm excited for the rest of this road trip. And and you said you'd like to get Jaron back here. I would like to see him on this road trip to kind of work him back in. So by the time they get to that last stretch with these wonderful games, you have him playing a little bit better. Uh, that'd be nice to see. But, man, we'll be back with you tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully we'll be discussing another Grizz win for David. It's been Isaac Simpson. And talk to you tomorrow night. Go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.